The Rough Drafts Podcast is sponsored by Unicorn.com, the world's premier eSport betting site. Log on today to bet on all your favorite eSports titles at the simple click of a button. Choose your game, choose your team, earn Unicorns, and who knows, maybe you'll earn enough to enter to win any number of fabulous prizes, such as Logitech peripherals or CSGO skins in their marketplace. Unicorn.com. Log on today. Hello, Internet. This is Chase Retcher King Wassenaar. I am a free agent head coach and analyst, as well as a contributor at Slingshot Esports. And welcome to the Rough Drafts Guess the Lines podcast. Day one of Worlds is upon us. We are here to celebrate the fact that the World Championship is about to begin. I am so excited. I have been waiting for this, obviously, all year long. I'm sure anyone listening to this podcast has as well. This is the big, ultimate tournament, the one that has defined so many trends in all of esports and has been just such a focal point of you know, Riot's big plan ever since they went to this league format. This is when <laughs> everything comes together, when we get that massive international competition hype, and I'm hyped to talk about it, and I know that my good friend and co-host Walter Sadie Svechuk is as well. Walter, how you doing, man? Yawn notwithstanding, I am. I'm very excited now that we're we're about to enter world season. As you guys are listening to this, we are now the the night before, the day before worlds, and and all through the house, not a creature was stirring, especially not Monte Cristo because he'll be at home, which Aww. is kind of a bummer. I thought and you were going to make terrible, a terrible, terrible rhyme. I thought you were going to make a mouse joke since we actually have a mouse at this tournament. It was right there waiting for you. You just threw that it away. Is, that is true. No, I can't take the easy pun. I uh, cannot take the easy pun for I am better than Freak. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm really jazzed. Although you're, you're drinking, you're drinking that Riot made esports Kool Aid a little bit, saying I, that this is like the the ultimate premiere. Like I said, it is an incredibly influential event, and it is undoubtedly true that since the World Championship in season one, the amount of growth that they have seen, the amount of production values they have put in. Riot has at least, you know, they did last year, uh, and even a lot, most of season four's world championship, I would say, have been the most smoothly run tournaments as far as just no technical difficulties whatsoever that esports has to offer. They have done a very good job of picking big name venues and getting people very excited and traveling all over the world and, and doing these kinds of. It's a big moment. It matters. It's the one that people, you know, will be writing articles about about, "Oh my god, I can't believe it got, you know, 43 million concurrent viewers like last year's was, I believe." Like this is a tournament that matters in the scheme of esports. Is it the only one? No. Is it the first one? No. But it is a huge deal and there are going to be people, I bet, listening to this podcast who wouldn't otherwise be watching or following or even giving a crap about League of Legends if it wasn't for the fact that this tournament wasn't as huge as it is. And there are very few tournaments, you know, outside of this, where you can say that. You can say it about the International. You can say it about, you know, BlizzCon. 
but Worlds is one of those major things, and you have to just stop and take notice of it. And that's what we're Absolutely. here to do today. Um, and Absolutely. We're, we're gonna do it in our way. This is a pure gambling lines episode. Uh, if you guys want all of our previews, we did 16 of those. We went through every single team in the group stage. We did two a day for eight days, uh, finishing up yesterday. Uh, if you want to see any of those team previews, they're on our YouTube page, youtube.com slash, uh, you know, I think we're, we're the Rough Drafts podcast. I'm not sure if we have an actual, you know, slash that takes you directly we need to get, channel, We need to get but... to 100 subscribers for us to get an actual slash. So when you go over there, please be sure to hit that subscribe button so we yeah. can can customize that URL to just make it a lot easier. Right now it's a, a random jumble of, of letters and numbers and the like. So. Just hit a button, guys. It's 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 that simple, and we appreciate it very much. Uh, you're and of you're course, already giving us like forty five minutes of your life listening to us. Like, give us another five seconds. <laughs> Worst case scenario, if you love your SoundCloud, your <laughs> iTunes, your MP three, um, all of that stuff. I that's how I listen to a lot of things. Uh, it's how I actually go back and re listen to podcasts sometimes too. So, by no means, we love you people over there as well. Please leave, you know. Subscribe, reviews, all that fun stuff. It all helps us out. And you have all those episodes if you want in-depth, wholehearted analysis. That's not what today's episode is going to be. This is going to be, we've done all the analysis. We're taking all of those hours of content into account. And we're trying to find value for you lovely listeners at home. Because this that's is degenerate what we do. gambling. We're going all in. We're tripling down on the degenerate... <laughs> And doubling down on the gambling. That's our plan. I think you need a three to two ratio of degenerate to gambling to make a podcast like this work. But we're going to do it. And we're going to start by looking at the futures bets. Now, for those of you who don't know what a futures bet is, uh, that's basically predicting a long-term part of the tournament. So, you know, who's going to win the tournament? Who's going to be MVP? Who's going to win, you know, all of these different groups? These are the type of bets we're talking about when we're talking about futures. So the idea is that they're not going to get solved today, but you can place a bet on them today and then get nervous over the next several weeks as things actually play out in front of you. Uh, it is a roller coaster of emotions. But let's try to find some value for them here, Walter. It starts with Group A, Rocks, Clear Favorites at minus 1,429. Uh, I don't think there's any value there. I think it's safe to say that Unicorn is pretty confident that they're going to be the favorites. To, they're going to win this group, and it's not really going to be a thing. So with that said, Walter, is there any line in Group A that intrigues you? You know, Is G2 plus 600 enough value to you know, drop a, a fiver on it? No, see, see, the problem with these group choices is that we, we've come across that um, basically we have three favorites in A, B, and C. It's, it's Rocks, it's EDG, and it's SKT, and they're overwhelming favorites. They're, right. they're not, not anyone that we're super, super comfortable in um, wanting to – bet against them like who wants to bet against faker i do i actually with the value that's here i want to bet against faker i i i, I mean we're going to skip ahead i guess we there's nothing in group a worth talking about you can get uh albus knox luna for fifteen thousand. you know that's something i suppose you, if you think albus knox <laughs> luna are gonna win this entire thing you can make so much money <laughs> it's a shame that there's like a better chance of getting struck by lightning while getting gored by a rhino and eaten by a chimpanzee. Like it's just 
really unpleasant things to like in a row. That's like, I had to pick something wacky. I was gonna say getting mauled <laughs> by a bear and eaten by a great white shark. You could have thrown in just winning the China. lottery or something. Give him a little hope, Walter. Oh these, no, these I, poor people are being no. mauled and devoured because they. Yeah, I mean, look, you will be devoured by the casinos if you take that bet. I'll put it that way, but. I want to look at Group B. I, I agree with you. Group C, there's no value. EDG's minus five thousand. You know, you could a, a, AHQ at plus fourteen hundred is interesting to me, but EDG is just too well structured. It's it's actually more interesting that they're not like the second, like that second behind um, EDG, and that the second yeah. is actually H two K, which just popped up on the screen. Oops. Which I mean, Uh-oh. welcome to the fact that this is a Western site. We're I'm sure we're going to see a little bit more of this moving at forward. LMS is getting just. Totally screwed across the board. Walter, I already said it's a Western site. You don't have to repeat <laughs> me. People have seen you on this podcast enough to know what the West thinks of the LMS until the LMS actually plays and then everyone remembers. Which is why I want to talk about Group B for a second here. Okay. We agreed in the podcast that when we talked about SKT. We think SKT is, you know, Faker's crazy. We don't like betting against Faker. Yep. But we also accept that this team is flawed. This is a yes. team that struggled in the playoffs. Yes. I can get Flash Wolves at plus 800, Walter. Yep. And all they have to do is split with SKT, mm-hmm. which I think is possible given that Karza is so right. much better than Blank. And you have to hope that SKT either drops a game to Cloud9 or that you get the 2-0 or that may does something crazy, which is totally in play. Ime is going to win a game. We don't know which one, but Ime is winning a game in this group. And that that pulls someone else down? They're, they're going to win a couple games in this group. I don't, it, I don't, think, they're, I don't think saying they're going to win one game is like something awe-inspiring. It's like, I, oh, God. I have Ime at 1-5, personally. I, I, have my, I, I went over my reasons in that preview. I don't think they're actually that good of a team. But I do think that they have enough pieces that they could do something scary for a game or two. You know, If they win two, I think they'll be happy. So why shouldn't I take Flash Wolves at plus 800? Faker? Faker, 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 Playmaker? Yeah, well, I, I wouldn't th- take it at plus... That's what it comes down to. Is... I, I wouldn't take it at anything under plus 400, but a plus 800? Like, that, yes. that is way too high. Out, out of those three groups, this is, the mo- this is the group that most likely to me could have one of the, you know, one of the favorites not win it. And I think Flash Wolves is a pretty good, pretty good option. Yeah. Like you said, you have some pretty good odds. Plus 800 are, are great odds. Hell, I'm kind of a, a long shot pick anyways. Cloud9 and, at plus 650, I also like. I mean, I don't like it as much because I think it's getting a Western bump. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I think Cloud9 and Flash Wolves should be about the same level as far as so, actual so the difference, lines go. But. The difference to me, though, is that Flash Wolves have a history of beating Korean teams. That's true. They are... You know, there's been some playful dubbing of they're the Korean killers, and Maple and Karsa are very, very good combination. Their top laner is extremely strong. It's the bottom lane that doesn't give me a whole lot of faith, but, you know, Bang and Wolf is not the most aggressive lane on the planet. They're not very, you know, they're not really going to get up into your face, and Wolf does get caught out a bit. So, yeah, if, if there's one team out of groups A, B, and C that you want to take one of these gambles on, um, and, and just for you folks at home, if you do want to go the three favorites, uh, it's minus three fifty-seven. So no value there. Yeah. So yeah, if you want to gamble on a on an actual team group winner, I would say Flash Wolves at plus eight hundred is a, a a pretty good bet in my opinion. That's yeah. probably what I'm gonna do. I think I think there's value there for sure, and I think even if you wanted to throw you know 
You want to throw ten dollars on Cloud Nine or Flash Wolves? You know, on, on e- either one of them, you'll make money regardless if either one of them wins. Yep. And I think the idea of one of them winning is, you know, not nearly as far fetched as this line would make a thing. I think SKT at minus five eighty eight is people remembering that they're the reigning champs and people being terrified of Faker and not necessarily looking at how that LCK summer broke down. Absolutely. But let's talk about Group D because this is the fun one. Stay away. Stay away. I get positive odds for TSM, Walter. Stay away. Here's the thing. Here's absolutely the thing. You cannot predict this group. You cannot predict what is going to happen. Every one of these teams has just an equal a chance to go 6-0 and as they do to go 0-6. Oh, Let's on, be honest. No. This is the hardest group to call. This is the hardest group to call. We look at Splice and we say, oh yeah, they're probably the fourth team in this, in this but probably. Chase, Chase, can you see a world where, where Splice wins this group? No! No, I cannot! I, 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 I can't. I can actually see a world where Splice could possibly win this group. I'm saying stay away from this. So, I know you're someone riding, forgot you're what that Unicorns this, of Love regionals look like. You, That's what I'm remembering here. You're riding this TSM hype train very, very high. I, I'm, I'm not going to gamble on this group because saying Splice can win it maybe, maybe a bit of a stretch, but Royal can win this group, Samson can win this group, and TSM can win this group. And at plus 160, it's just not enough value to me to to take the gamble on it. There are way there are plenty of other places in here, especially if you're really positive about who you think is going to win the world championship, that you can throw that money on and make way more money off of it. And it just isn't enough to me. I mean, that's fair. I, I think that the fact that TSM is in the positives honestly surprised me a little bit just because if, you, if you've been listening to our previews, I think Splice is going to crash and burn. I, I don't have high hopes for them at all. Um... I think that Royal Never Give Up looked terrible in this meta, and I'm not sure what's going to change, especially when we have his, you know, last year was not every Chinese team knows how to prepare accordingly, especially for this kind of situation where they've got two really good teams in that group. I like TSM getting positive odds, but I'm also less high on Samsung Galaxy than you are. And those who have the fear of God struck into them by Koreans... I'm not going to blame you in the slightest for feeling that way. I will say this, Walter. When we talk about one of the more interesting future bets is, you know, which group will the winner of Worlds come out of? So you can take Group A, Group B, Group C, or Group D, and you get every team in that group. Yes. If you think that the Rocks Tigers are going to win, this is, group A is actually a better value bet than Rocks Tigers straight up. And this is what I'm talking about. If you can, if you can teaser the group, you know, uh, which winner the group comes from, which region the group comes from, and your overall winner, like, like, like you said, if you pick Rocks, and you can pick Rocks Tigers, you can pick Group A, and you can put, pick Korea – and and three-team teaser it, basically, you can make a bunch of money off of that. I'm not sure you can really do teasers on future bets, if I remember correctly. I think um, future bets have to be done in a vacuum. That was what we learned last year. I, I don't Unicorn. know. I, I go, can... go ahead and do a test for us lovely people at home. This will be the most interesting part of the audio portion of this podcast. Yeah, so I'm... Is you testing at home whether you can put a, uh, a futures multi-bet. But if I remember correctly... They don't do that because of exactly what you said. 
Which is that just you could bundling get comp- it all together. You could just get compounded value that is well above what they want for that particular sequence of events. But feel free to prove me wrong. I want to see yeah, if I'm, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to do it right now. It's not giving me any. Well, uh, I'll, uh, you'd have to go to place the bet. It doesn't tell you till you place it. But yeah, just, I don't want I don't actually want to place the bet well, on this yet. Place one unicorn, man. Doesn't matter. No, because then I can't do this again. Ah, okay. It locks you out. So I'll I, do I, if one. You, you can. You cover. If you can, <laughs> I would. I would figure out what team you think is going to win it and then try and bundle all of those up together. If you can't, I would still make all those bets. Like if you really think that Rocks Tigers is going to win everything, gamble everything on Rocks Tigers. Like if you're that sure about it, you might as well go with your gut instinct and you might as well go and do, okay, well group A is going to win it because they're at plus 165. That's positive odds. If you want to choose Korea as your region to win, it's at minus 250, so there's not a lot of great odds there. So if you can bundle it with something great, if not, you know, you're going to make a little bit of money off of it, not a whole lot, but that should come as no surprise that Korea are the favorites. Um, if you think EDG is going to be your primary winner, then China is at plus 250 as a region to win it all. And uh, the, the group uh, C odds are at plus 275 which considering that's edg's group is like phenomenal um so that's that's what I, my plan is is once i figure out who i think wins worlds is i'm going to kind of go down the board and just vote all you know place bets on all those types of things and just clump it all up and throw all my eggs in one basket um because when you do the region and you do the group you you do get if they're individual bets you do have some of that carryover of okay well i pick korea because i think skt is going to win it oh rocks won it won it okay i still get you know i still make money off of that bet so it, it's trying to be a smart gambler and if you're confident enough to gamble on who's going to win it all you're confident enough to say which region's going to win it all you're confident enough to say which group is going to win it all you're confident enough to say that they're going to win their group pretty much like might as well. And for the record, when we talk about who's going to win region-wise, um, that's another future bet. Mm-hmm. I hate the fact that Taiwan is not on the board. And Taiwan is included with the board. rest of the world. Yeah, which is just such a – you know, I've been so, spending so much time on this podcast, <laughs> Unicorn, trying to convince Walter, no, no, no. This is an actual region. You can't do this. They should have just named it wildcard regions. There you go. Okay, and turns out Unicorn ha- does allow you to mix certain features. I have confirmed now. I placed 20 Unicorns on an account that I, I don't use. So I, I took the hit for you lovely people at home. You can combine at least certain features. Um, let us know at home if you find any that you can't combine. And yeah. we'll, uh, it will be curious to see. But you can combine enough of them. And so I, I do believe that you're right. Just double down, you know, pick... You know, pick the couple that you really feel confident about, and and try to tease the value out of it. But as far as you know, regions go, uh, I can get China at plus two fifty. Mm-hmm. I think EDG is a top two team in the world right now. Yep, I'll take plus two fifty on that. Yep. Uh, you know, people forget, right? There have only been two regions that have made it to the world championship since the modern LCS format was put into effect. Korea and China. China yep. is relevant, people. Just because they had one-off year <laughs> does not mean we suddenly throw away years of evidence to the contrary. We'll, we'll see. 
We'll see if they are in fact relevant. But now that we've talked about some of those futures, let us let us do the major future, which is the the outright, outright winner. Yeah, outright, we can do that. <laughs> I, uh, outright, outright. I love TSM at plus fourteen hundred. I love that bet. Stop! I love it. Stop it! Why would you not plus fourteen hundred? Stop it! They're top four team of this tournament. Undoubtedly, they're a top four team. You do your rankings however you want. I have them third. I mean, they are, yeah. They're a top four team. They're top four, yeah. And if you look at the gap between those values, Rock's a plus 150. That's, you know, there's value there in the sense that it's a positive odd. I I would put some money on that, you know, if you just want to be super safe. But, you know, SKT at plus 250, I think, is egregious. I think that's just royalty checks. EDG at plus 250, I think, is fair. TSM at plus 1400, that line should be 800 points lower. That should be plus 600. Didn't you just say that only two regions have ever made it to the world championship? Yeah, but this is... Korea and China. That's why. Yeah, and this is why EDG should be plus 250. I think that's absolutely the right place to put China. That's giving that individual team some respect. But TSM, this is the best team. In in your words, this may be the best team the West has ever put out there. I absolutely agree. And if absolutely. we believe that, plus 1,400 is egregious. That line should be under 1,000 easy. No North American team has ever gotten past the quarterfinal stage. Season one, boy. Don't do it. Do, don't. I, yeah, I, I do see season <laughs> one. Like, yeah, season one. Okay. Outside of season one, no North American team has ever made it past the quarterfinal stage. And, and that's true. But one of, these te- one of the teams that is underneath them has to, by definition... There's only three teams that are under a thousand odds right now. Mm-hmm. I think TSM is a top four team. I think they are the it's most likely odds. to Don't make it to the semifinals. Like, yeah, it's pretty good odds. This like, is smart money, and smart money is, says the odds—the difference between where the odds should be for TSM and where they are for TSM—is extreme. I take that bet every day. Throw yeah, ten no, bucks I, on. I, I, I'm not arguing the the value of the bet. The value of the bet is actually really, really great. Yeah. That's a that is a pretty solid line for a for a okay chance. They are you're right. They're the top four team at Worlds. They're fourth to me. They're behind SKT and EDG and 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 Rocks Tigers. But they still do stand a puncher's chance of getting through. They stand more of a chance than you know a lot of the other teams below them. Absolutely. Um, I want to bring up the Flash Wolves line. Oh come on now. Now th- this isn't this isn't to, to kid plus, anyone. Plus twenty eight hundred. This is a this line intrigues me because this is really really good value. And if Flash Wolves are in fact the Korean killers that we 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 think they are, and they've proven that they can really match up against some of these you know SKT in the past as they have, there is a chance that maybe they go on a little run. The We've problem said, is they can't beat China. I, that's the problem. That, is that's, that that's the one thing that we're their doing. game is not designed to get through. If they play a Royal Never Give Up, or if they ever run into EDG, like the reason that they're able to take care of Korean teams is because Korean teams are so patient and methodical, and they just you know cut everything off into this you know unless we're a hundred percent sure we're not doing it. Yes. And so a team you know teams in the LMS or China have taken advantage of that in the past. That's that's where you see this advantage because they are willing to be more aggressive and it throws Korean teams off their game and then they start making mistakes because they're not used to that kind of aggression. Yeah. And either they weather the storm and then they, you know, you know, turn out and, and completely crush the team or they end up 
you know, getting thrown off their game and they don't recover. Um, I don't see Flash Wolves doing that against enough teams to get them to the finals where they could play a that, Korean team. That is that is that, absolutely fair. But I totally see TSM doing that. That that's the difference. Is I Flash Wolves at plus twenty eight hundred. That is too high. I think that it should be. I would put them at the same place I put G two RNG and Samsung Galaxy. I think flat, but but I also think that Taiwan is a good region. I, I think at least at the very top, I think there are problems. Model doesn't. I will tell you that much. Yeah, well, that's and that's where the value lies. So if you want to throw a couple bucks on that, I wouldn't mind. I think TSM is a much better bet because I think that one actually could come through, whereas I don't see the universe in which that happens for for Flash Wolves. Quarter um, of a million dollars for Albus. Quarter of a million dollars, two hundred fifty plus two hundred fifty thousand. Do not tell people to waste a hundred of their dollars for a chance to win. A quarter if gambling million. is legal in your country, a dollar. A dollar? Why not? It's I basically have, buying a lotto ticket. I I will agree with you on it's that. It's basically buying a lotto ticket. Five bucks. You know what? Forgo your subway today. <laughs> put your five dollars on Elvis Knox Luma. This is Luna. this is the worst advice we've ever thrown out of this podcast. <laughs> Didn't didn't we tell people to gamble on uh, on Giants against Rockat? That was pretty awful advice. And hey, look, that panned out. So it it's literally a lottery a lottery ticket. Maybe whoever knows, Lightning potentially could strike everyone in the tournament, and A and X is declared winners by default. I it's worth a dollar. That, those odds are so amazing. It's worth a dollar. If you're a Brazilian fan, same thing with INTZ. They're 150 plus 150 thousand. It's worth a buck. What else sure. are you going to do with that dollar? A dollar, I, I, I'm i fine with a dollar. Anything more than that, and I feel bad because the Humble Bundle, you can get like eight games for five dollars. <laughs> so I, so I'll, but a dollar I'll give you. A Let's dollar. talk about MVPs real quick. Okay. Um, we, we highlighted a few that we thought were interesting. Uh, Smeb plus 650, I think is really interesting because uh, there's argument that he's the best player in the world right now. Uh, Gorilla at plus 800, I actually really like um, just because. He's been the leader of this team in a lot of ways. Uh, Faker plus eight hundred. Uh, Clear Love plus a thousand, which I absolutely love because I think EDG actually does stand a chance to win this tournament. Deft at plus sixteen hundred under the same reasoning. I think that that's... I just I just want to pause on this. He has got to be the most underrated best player in his position. No one talks about him. Who? I never hear... Clear Deft. Love. I Deft. never. Oh yeah, Deft. Deft is I never hear anyone mention Deft's name. Like, I get I don't watch a whole lot of, like, the LPL, and I don't pay a whole lot of attention to China, but, like, I never hear anyone say, that, say Def's name. Like, we talk about who the best AD carry in the world is, and people have to be like, oh, yeah, Def plays. Def, Def exists. Yeah. Like, because I, I, I made that comment, like, oh, who are the best AD carries in the world? Oh, yeah, you know, Uzi is pretty good, Double is pretty good, well, Bang's pretty good. And, and like, you yeah, answered this question already that, because yeah. it's who watches China. Well, <laughs> if you watch China, then you knew that, you know, it goes back to the Name predicament, right? Where everyone was talking about how good Name was because he had one of the best Chinese full years that we have seen in a long time. He had one bad tournament in the West. is like, oh, he's terrible and every Chinese analyst is wrong and dumb and biased because apparently the massive sample size beforehand doesn't matter if you don't personally watch it. Right. Anyone who is watching Korea week in and week out knows that Deft is the best day to carry in the world. He's he's been so consistent with it. He did very well at last year's Worlds, even when EDG had a losing effort. Um, he was not the problem at any point in time. Yeah. I think that 
if you look at Korea, they value very different things in their AD carries. You know, they value guys like Prey, who is at plus 1,000, which I will never understand that odd, but whatever. They're just giving everyone a rocks bump, I guess. I don't, I don't see a world in which Rock Tigers win and Prey is seen as the most valuable player of the tournament, but whatever. You know, they're going to give everyone a bump for that reason. Um, but that, that's kind of to show you just where the value is in Korea, right? They value Prey so much because Prey is going to give you the utility that you need to set up team fights with things like Ash Arrows. He's going to kite, you know, he's going to stay in the back, he's going to do, you know, whatever the team needs of him and making individual outplays or mechanical outplays in lane or huge amounts of lane pressure to try to, you know, throw the enemy off or set up early ganks. Like, that's just not what they do. China will tower dive any chance that they get. China will pressure you out in lane and really let the mechanics shine. And of those, Deft is the best. And that's just where it is. You know, and I, uh, I appreciate that, um, that you know, people are going to be sleeping on him a bit. I think that if they win, it will be because Clearlove is the best jungler in the world, and we're going to remember that. And Peanut is going to be seen as a very great mechanical jungler, but you know, we'll see if he can hold up you know, as far as the, you know, mental side of things, you know, they did it in Korea. They deserve all the credit in the world for that series, but can they do it on the world stage? We'll have to see. Um, we had a few... I, I, I want to tell you guys a secret. Mm-hmm. Prey is not winning MVP if Rocks Tigers wins the tournament. No. It's not happening. Pre- Prey's it's not. not happening. It's going to be oh, either Smab or Gorilla, almost 100%. P- P- I actually think Peanut could be a, a like... He's... He's like fourth on the list at plus nine hundred, but that can be like a sneaky kind of like choice if you really sure. think Rox is gonna win it all. But here's the thing. If you're betting on Rox to win it all, do you really wanna be watching Smeb and Gorilla do Smeb and Gorilla things all tournament and then realize that you bet on Peanut to be the one to get the MVP? Like that just seems Carry like jungles, very... man. Carry junglers are in vogue. We'll Let's see. Ourselves. We'll we'll see how it... I, I I have other bets that I wanna get to. That's fair. That's um, Mouse at plus 2,500 I think is exciting because I think Mouse could absolutely be the best player on this EDG roster. I think that he has played mechanically incredibly well. He's very you know, up and coming. I think players are going to un- underestimate him. I think in a bruiser top lane meta, he can do a lot. So at plus 2,500, I think that's very nice value. He's not Lauren. He, but he does I, I don't. This seems like too high for a rookie to me. This makes no sense. This this bet makes no sense to me. I I think that you're underestimating, uh, just how much he's you know gotten to play against really good mechanical top laners and has come out the victor every single time. Remember, this is an EDG team that did not drop a single best of series in their entire time in the Chinese region, that is which true. is insane. And you know true. that's you know that's the kind of thing where a lot of that you can look at Mouse and say like look he played all of these amazing top laners and we agree that you know mechanical play is still incredibly high in China across the board and he beat all of them like he could be a Marin type player if if any rookie is going to be a Marin or uh, you know to use a a Western example like what Sven was last split uh, or last year. I think that it's going to be Mouse. I think he is by far the most poised to do that. And at plus 2,500, I think it's an interesting bet. 
I still would rather take clear love or deft because I think there's plenty of value already there. And I think those are more likely. But I think Mouse is more likely than anyone other than Smeber Gorilla on rocks. Just because I think Smeber Gorilla gets so much credit for what they do and what they bring. But there's some you pointed out here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Also at 2,500. I I, I don't necessarily think these are like highly likely. I just think they're very interesting. Um, Blank and Bengi are both at 2,500. Meaning, just like us, no one really knows what SKT is going to do. We could see both. We could see one. We could see... 75% 75% of one or the other. Like, I'm, I'm just, I think it's kind of interesting. And he's the highest rated sub in terms of the MVP odds. Right. So, plus 2,500 for both Bengi and Blank, I think is kind of interesting. Then we're going to hop on down to plus 4,000. This is where you get to the first Western players. And it's Bjergsen and Doublelift. I love the value I here. I, I think if you think TSM is winning at all, this is great value. And to me, I think it's very interesting. They're both the same. Um, I think Bjergsen definitely would be the favorite out of those two to win MVP. I think he's going to have to do a lot more than double lift. And we don't quite know where the 80 carry meta is shifting. It does feel more utility. It mm-hmm. still feels very like Sivir heavy. Um, but yes. we'll see. I, I've seen people playing a lot of Jinx. I've seen some Kog'Maws erupt out. I've seen Caitlyn's when you're looking at these things. I've seen Ezreal, which Doublelift is one of the best Ezreal players in the world in terms of from the AD carry position. He's very good on the champion. Let's not remember. Let's not forget. He's had you know the pentakill on an international stage at the 2014 All Star Tournament in Shanghai mm-hmm. against Europe. That was like his big like international boom. I'm good moment um so yeah if you think tsm are gonna win those are pretty good odds um for mvps like i said bjergsen's probably a little bit heavier favorite in my mind i think he's gonna have to do a little bit more Mm -hmm. uh for europe our highest european rated player is trick at 6600 to 6600 odds um which is the one i can't get behind because i can't see a world in which g2 wins worlds i i don't see a world where either any of the european teams win worlds but i think if one of the three is going to win it's going to be g2 i think they're just a little bit cleaner across the board and if they win it's going to be because of trick um but if you were going to do that you know take you know i i guess you i i would say take the plus 1600 and don't take a risk that somehow you know one of these other players, you know, what happens if, you know, Perks goes insane, which is totally in play? Or what happens if Sven and Mithy are the best bot lane, which is what they need to be, basically? It's, like, it's absolutely possible. Like, I, I mean, plus 6,600, I, I don't know. I, I, to me, I think there are four teams that can win this tournament. And I think that everyone below them would really have to shine in this first week. And I understand that you hate it when I say four because you know I'm including TSM, and that makes you incredibly nervous. It's, it's like it's like I'm having withdrawal symptoms, and I'm just scratching every time someone praises TSM <laughs> because I am scared to death that this is just everyone is out to get us, and they're jinxing the hell out of us, and it 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 scares the ever living daylights out of me, and it physically makes me like itch because I don't want this like. I love it in I love it in North America when everyone's like, oh yeah, TSM's gonna win everything. But on the international stage, we haven't proven we won an IEM World Championship. Which anytime anyone's like, oh TSM hasn't done anything, oh well, we won an IEM World Championship. Yeah, yeah. No, Where that us. one probably, stop, guys? Stop praising us, please. Sure, we're the fourth best team in the world. Uh, 
God. But before we move on to the actual, actual guest the lines portion oh. for day one, I have one last line to bring up. Oh, this is a surprise. I don't know what this is. No, you knew this was coming. You knew what? Forgive it. Come on. You knew I was going to bring up forgive it. I was hoping you'd forget. (laughs) I forgive you for thinking I'd forget. Don't worry about it. Just just because this is my like funny, like awesome, happy line. When H2K goes on a rampage and forgive it proves that he truly is God given and is the greatest League of Legends player of all time on the international stage. Uh, Plus 25,000. Plus 25,000 if you truly are a worshiper at the altar of God given. Here's a question for you, Walter. What's up? Is there any chance the player of the tournament award goes to someone who doesn't win the world championship? Like, what would a player have to do as an individual in order to get player of the tournament and not win? He would have to be be on the losing team in the finals. And he, they would have to basically, it would have to be a five-game series. And they would have to lose one team fight, and that's what ends the game in like forty-five minutes. Yeah, it, it literally has to be. It has to be either team could have won, and it was the deciding, just one deciding team fight happened, and the the player that wins has it was like top KDA, all the best stats in his position. Like it, I don't see it happening. They're going to give it to a, a player that wins because they don't want to have that awkward interview with a law with a loser. Yeah, um, that's that's absolutely fair to be honest. So, but but for it to happen, it, it has to be on the losing team in the finals. It has to be a best of five series, super super close. You know, lose it on just a close team fight that just goes the other way. Maybe at like a Baron or something, and uh, ha- literally has to have the best stats out of his, out of his position and probably top KDA in the entire tournament. Lead kills that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I, I don't see it happening. They're going to pick someone on the winning team. No. Yeah, and I, and I think that makes the most sense, especially in a game like League of Legends where there are you know, five guys on the rift, right? You know, yep. One-fifth of the winning team is still a huge portion of that team, um, yeah. and you'd want to recognize that. So I, I agree with you, and uh, you know, that's why I don't look too far down the list when I look at those MVP odds. I, I like some of the ones we threw out there. Certainly, if you uh, if you like any of those storylines, you know, with MVP, I always say bet on the storyline you want to see because then at least you have something you can root for while yep. that bet inevitably goes down the tubes because it's completely scattershot <laughs> and we never actually know what's going to happen at this kind of time. But yeah. we will keep track of some of these features for next week. Um, I, I believe some of them will update, some of them will lock. So we'll let you guys know at the beginning mm-hmm. of next week. Uh, if there have been any monumental changes that are worth bringing to your attention. Uh, but let's start with the actual games. We're here. Only took us 38 minutes to get here. <laughs> but there are a lot of futures. There's a lot of there. futures. A lot yeah, of futures. Lot, yeah. and, and a lot of fun kind of bets, bets here and there. But now we get into the games, the actual games. And we start off this tournament, Walter. G2 versus CLG. It's the first game at Worlds here. This oh, seems yeah. like it was marketed towards the North American audience. Oh yeah! In game one, oh, yeah. Walter, what was going through your mind when you picked this line? <sighs> CLG's a bad team. They're going to get a bump because this is in the U.S. Because they're an American team. Because they're a Western team. Because um, they performed so well at MSI, they're still getting some credit that I don't think they deserve. Mm-hmm. Um, so it brought the line down quite a bit for me, but I think this is cl- kind of close. I don't think this is as far apart as, as it would necessarily suggest based on the end of the, the regular season play. Uh, so that gave me G2 at minus 145. Yeah, see, 
I went through the exact same logic, except I said, I don't think that CLG is going to get a bump because I think that Western audiences in particular are actually going the opposite way on CLG. There are a lot of people right now, you hear those rumblings of like, oh man, we wish Immortals was here. Immortals was a better team towards yeah, the end. And yeah. I actually, you know, funnily enough, you know, name drop a little bit here. I saw Bryce uh, Bloom, the esports lawyer in, uh, in Seattle uh, a couple days ago. Partying and, it up in Seattle with Bryce while I was working on all this stuff. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. We, we did all those podcasts live, uh, absolutely. And I was definitely not away on vacation for Hoyle, four days. edited them. Just he left me high and dry, folks. This is what happens. He goes off skateboarding in Seattle with his friend Bryce, and like I'm left to pick up all the work, all the slack. God. Yeah, that's that's exactly how it happened. No, there's no, you know, there there was nothing done before I left. No article. No, he 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 actually wrote all of the parts that say my predictions. He wrote all yeah. of that in my voice. It was pretty impressive. Um, I appreciate it. I, I just like projected myself like, okay, LMS is going to be amazing. LMS is going <laughs> to be finalist in this tournament. And China is, is God tier. And yup, yup, okay, got it. It was, it was tele- you know, telepathy. It was the simplest thing on the planet. I'm pretty sure I had more Taiwanese teams getting out of the group stage than I do China. Which, you know, I, we'll see <laughs> how that two, goes. You had two LMS teams making it out. I had zero. There yeah. you go. That's different. That, that's all I had to do. And that's, and that's fine. But it... In this case, my read of everything was absolutely correct. I said minus 240, it's minus 238. So I got that almost exactly. Which I think, I think that's where the line should be. Fair, fair, fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. I, is, I think absolutely. G2 wins this game 60 to 70% of the time. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Indubitably. Especially because I'm trying to, you know, Aphromu, you know, usually a good thing, but you're going up against Sven and Mithy Man. Yeah, have have fun. I hope Stix A really is uh, has improved his positioning as much as CLG fans seem to think he has. So they're gonna like first pick Ezreal for him. <laughs> yeah, he, 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 <laughs> as they Ezreal should, as they absolutely yeah. should. Uh, Rocks Tigers versus Albus Knox Luna. Um, there's no analysis to be made here. I mean, one of these teams is really you know is is a potential. Uh, you know, world's winning team, and the other is Rocks Tigers. I mean, it, that's that's how that's what we were saying before, right? With our amazing money bets, the quarter of a million dollar team. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, 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 yo, you got to believe in miracles sometimes. I yeah. I don't think the casinos do t- though. Oh, so you you had it. Uh, you had it. How high did you have it? I had minus five thousand. Right. I um, I almost put minus ten thousand, but I was like, I gotta see if they're actually gonna go that high first. I said minus one thousand because I I play it very safe on day one. Uh, it was minus ten thousand. Okay, that is absolutely where they put it. Uh, okay. That's Albus Knox Luna at plus fourteen hundred. If you think that the miracle will happen. <laughs> No, it's not worth that a dollar. Worth uh, something that is maybe worth a dollar, depending on how you feel about it. H two K versus AHQ. This is the this is the series that to me is the most interesting part of Group C, and it's interesting that they get it out of the way in day one, because I think that these are the two teams that will be desperately trying to get out of Group C. 
I think EDG is going to be just fine. I think INTZ is going to struggle uh, just because they are a wild card team. But these two really want to get off on a strong start. When you were going through the line, Walter, what was your kind of argument as to where you put it? Well, I, I figured, and I, I guessed my odds before I looked at any of the futures, but I guessed that the LMS was going to get hammered by the, the Western bias on Unicorn. And mm-hmm. Sorry, guys. Like, yeah, we're, we're Western-focused, and uh, I, I put H2K standards at minus 175. See, funnily enough, I thought that it was going to be even worse for the LMS for the exact same reasons. Oh, I added minus okay. 200. Okay. That's not where I think the line should be. It's where I thought the line would be. Right. Uh, and I was pleasantly surprised. It's minus 142 for H2K. That is probably where the line deserves to be, in all honesty. Uh, should be around that, like, minus 140, minus 135. H2K should not be favored. Not they on a they absolutely site. should be favored. Not on a Western site. No. Not, and that is not on, a Western, on a Western site until they win. Well, we're, we're not arguing what... Okay, there's two different arguments. There's what the line should be from a casino's point of view, yep. in which I think this is a very fair line. Yes, absolutely. And then there's where I think the line should be in an ideal world in which we have gamblers. From, oh, this should be HUK minus ten thousand. They have got given. Come on, this should be a this should be a worse beating. Wal- than Walter's what? casino is gonna be uh, is gonna be very interesting one day because <laughs> the the payout for AHQ there would bankrupt him in day one, and he'd have to go get a, a bailout from. I want to make Trump a political joke here, but I don't want to lose followers. That's fair. Um, AHQ at plus one hundred five is interesting to me. Season. I like that. I'm getting plus odds in a game I think is a 50-50 toss-up. Yeah, that's. I, I agree with that. That's like decent odds. I, I wouldn't go all in on it. Um, I, I, think I, just caution, to... I just caution, always remember, Forgiven does re- is, comes out really, really strong at the beginning of events. Don't even bring up this season. Don't even do it. Don't do it. Don't bring up the two games on Origin. It doesn't count. Four games like, on Origin. Four games on Origin. Totally doesn't count. Do. No, don't, doesn't but, count. count. But more importantly, we're going to talk about players that start off tournament strong. Westor exists. Like, Westor is going to come out on Twisted Fate or Fizz or God knows anyone. what. Good luck killing Oduwamne or Ryu. He's going to have to go to the bot lane, and H2K knows that everyone tries to camp the bot lane and get forgiven until it's I think they're going after Oduwamne. I'm calling it right I now. Think I, think they're going to go, I think they're going to camp Oduwamne because that's what they like to do. They like to get Ziv going. They're going to Odo's camp- too smart. He's too smart and he constantly wards. We'll he find probably, out. He, he wards. Like, I feel like every time I look at the minimap and look top lane, he's got it pink and a yellow ward protecting him. See, that, your, your problem here is thinking that AHQ cares about the enemy wards. That's, that's, that's your mistake in that, that regard. Yeah, that's I, look, we'll see. I, I think that they're going to test it. I think, that, I think they have to test it because I Fair think enough. Ziv needs to be their path to victory here. Fair enough. Fair and enough. I think that if you're looking at you know, Mountain, that's where he likes to go. That's where Westor has been doing most of his ganks when he's on something like Twisted Fate or Talia. I think that's where they're going. I think they're going to try to get Oduwame to overextend a little bit, and then they're going to pounce. And we'll see if if H2K is ready for it. Probably. I just told you right now, probably, what AHK is going to do with almost certainty. If if I'm wrong, I'll buy you a beer when I meet you in New York. (laughs) I'm just telling you. Like, I've watched enough of these VODs. I'm sure he has, too. I'm sure they'll be ready to go. Should be very interesting. I want to see what Backstairs does against H2K, because I think that's a team that can also be planned around. But uh, you know who doesn't have to worry too much about planning? Uh, INTZ. They're playing EDG. I don't really care what their plan is. Where did you think the line was, Walter? 
Well, I said minus 5,000, but this is a minus 10,000 odd. It is a minus 10,000 odd. I said minus 600 because, again, I didn't know how high it was going to be. And I think INTZ is going to steal a game off of somebody. Walter, is that you? Are you you on the other side of this webcam? (laughs) Hello? I I, I think it'll happen. It's in play. I I don't think it's going to happen today. I think I... That telepathy really screwed things up. Holy, holy moly, dude. (laughs) Wow. Okay. The Brazilian fans are going to love you. I mean, that's what I'm here for, guys. Like, I... (laughs) I, I don't think they're going to beat EDG. I think plus 1,400, that's not worth it. So you're up three games to one right now, Walter. Woo! All you need is one of the next two. Let's do it. Let's see if you, let's see if you grab one. Samsung Galaxy versus Splice. What, did you, what was your reasoning here? I, Samsung is the better team. They're favorites. Splice... Like you said, the Unicorns Love Series, which did happen. They didn't look great in that series. They really had a, a, a struggle in that in that best of five. Um, they're not an early game team, and I really think that was where Samsung really excelled and really exploited KT Rolster early on, was was heavy roams early on in the map. The Tom Kench from Core JJ just constantly getting into Sunday's lane and, and really harassing him. Bard, again, another early aggressive kind of roaming support. Um, and I just don't think that, that Splice does well in the early game at all. They are smart in their team fighting and they can't figure out how to come back later later on and stall out the game in team fights. But I think Samson is just a little bit better team fighting team. Yeah. Uh, so I have Samson as the favorites at minus two hundred. Yeah, you didn't go high enough. Um I, I had the same reasoning you did. Um I, I thought that Splice would get a Western bump. Huh? I, I think in reality I you know, in a non-Western biased world, I think Samsung should be like minus 400 favorites because I don't think Splice is any good. Okay. I added minus 260. The actual line is minus 345, which I think fair. is absolutely fair. That's fair. Those of you European fans who want to believe in Splice, you can get it at plus 240. Have fun. I don't think it'll be this game. They're going to win one of like they're going to win like their third or fourth game. I think. I think I they just- could beat Royal. I think Royal is a team that, you know, when they fall behind, they have issues, and I would just take a couple team fights. But if they if Royal gets ahead, though, they just are so explosive. Well, Which I, I guess let's talk about yeah. Royal TSM. TSM versus Royal. This is the game of the night. Happens at twelve thirty a.m. Eastern time. Walter and I will be watching live because it's TSM, obviously, and you, you know you got to catch the world's action right away. Oh yeah. And especially what our goal is, you lovely listeners at home, is we're going to record, you know, just strict guess the lines after every set of games. We're going to record right after the day is done. We're going to put it up first thing in the morning, and then we will, uh, you know, you'll have something to listen to before every game. It's going to be, you know, the non-futures part of this podcast basically every day. So you can imagine it'll be in that 15 to 25 minute range at most. Um, but we're going to keep doing that for you guys. So we're going to be watching. I imagine that most of the Western audience is going to be watching. Walter, you as a TSM fan, you've been nervous about this team. But what did you think when you put into the line? And you're trying to calculate these things and where it should end up. I feel like I'm not comfortable with this game. I feel like it scares me. I feel like everything TSM does is going to scare me. <laughs> They're going to be favorites. Um, it just this this has all the makings of we built them up so high, 
we, we number four team in the world, chances of you know best best Western team ever, blah blah blah. Some things I've said, some things other people have said. Placing them above BDG, placing them above SKT. All of you are absolutely batshit crazy. <laughs> Let's be honest. This game scares me to death because I think Royal can come out and can give us problems early on. Mm-hmm. Um, but TSM does prepare very, very well for Worlds. Parth, Weldon, Reggie, even back when we had Loco. When it came to best of five kind of tournaments, we do really well. This is not a best of five. This is the best of one. And Mata and Uzi, no matter how poorly Mata has apparently been playing in laning phase, Uzi scares me. Uh, there is a chance that they can kind of just take advantage and snowball the game and go from there. I think this is really going to be heavy on Svenskeren and, and Bjergsen in the mid lane, trying to take advantage of the of the Royal mid laner and jungle combination. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so glad that we're recording right afterwards and I can't drink my way through this game. I have TSM. <laughs> wait, wait, what about us recording afterwards means you can't drink your way through this game? I don't understand the connection there. <laughs> I, need I, to be, I, I need to be presentable and sober. Oh. You know, because... Eh, whatever. Anyways, uh, <laughs> I have I have TSM at minus one eighty five. Okay. Uh, for the record, I I think that you guys are going to be fine in this game because I don't think Zhao Hu is going to be the thing that really gets you guys. Um, right. When it I comes know that. To... It's, I'm Uzi. Uzi scares me. Uzi and Looper. And yeah. you know what? It scares the casinos as well. I said TSM minus one thirty. It's actually TSM minus one twenty. Royal as an underdog is minus 108. What the hell? You're the guy who's like, oh yeah, they can make the semifinals. They might win worlds. And you're like, yeah, they're minus 130. What is this? Look. What is this lowballing? Look, just because. You, it's what? like you said. Who are you, dude? Best Who of one. You? Best of one versus best of five is an entirely different thing. In a best of one individual game, Royal could absolutely beat TSM. It can happen. Do I think it will? No. Do I think that people who, you know, are looking at this game and looking at, oh my god, Group D, Group of Death, you know, having the same anxiety you have of like, oh, Western teams never do well when we get to this stage, you know, are all those nerves going to come in? Absolutely they will. The only reason we didn't see it happen on the H2K line is because they were playing the LMS, who people are even lower on in the West. We see this every time at Worlds. There's, there's, it, it's just going to be, until TSM does it, and they, you know, they win this game, then everyone's going to take a breath, and they'll feel better about making TSM actual favorites against Samsung Galaxy. But until then, people are going to be nervous. Bleep it's- you, buddy. Bleep you. That is- <laughs> Just so you know, you can't see this, but the lamp is back behind me. <laughs> the infamous Walter broke a lamp during... Almost broke a lamp during a podcast is back behind me. Screw you, buddy. Screw you. I'm yeah. uh, you guys. I'm... You guys all talk up TSM for like three <laughs> weeks. Oh, TSM is top four team in the world. They get oh, this group is fine. They're what? gonna make it out. They're gonna make the semifinals. I think... And then you do me like that. I God, think TSM damn. minus one twenty is a great bet. I think they win this game more often than not. What? I think... But there's no value. Well, it's it's more value than uh, a That's... lot of the other under. You know, if you're looking at favorites. It's it's the best odds of all the favorites we get this week. I Just because you and I don't bet favorites doesn't mean that other people don't. Minus one twenty basically means you're you know if you bet a hundred dollars you're gonna win eighty. Like eighty dollars is not a small amount of money to win. You're winning eighty cents on the dollar. That's not nothing. 
And I think this this happens more than 50% of the time. I think it happens more than what the odds say. Um, so I think I like TSM as a bet here, um, especially because they're on blue side. And I think that blue side has an inherent natural advantage that the casinos are also not really taking into account. But just because I believe in TSM and I think they are head and shoulders above the rest of, of Group D does not mean that I, do, I am so naive as to think that the casinos are going to be with me on day one. They need a dominant – if they beat up on RNG, the lines will shift accordingly for the rest of the week. But they need to do it. We'll see if they do. It's going to be fun. Well, I can, I can sense that this is about the time I need to wrap up if I want to maintain my working relationship with Walter. So thank you guys so much for listening. Um, Walter, do you have any like, I'm final so thoughts? Angry. I'm so pissed <laughs> off at you right now. I was like, oh, he's going to go high on this thing. He's going to go super high on this. He's going to be like plus 250 or minus 250. He's all in on this TSM hype train. They're going to win worlds. Go gamble on Bjergsen. Go gamble on TSM. And they're like, minus 135. Screw you. This is a screw job. You and Vince are in on this. Keep local dope is my goddamn profile picture. I'm done. I'm done. It is. It is. Oh my Damn god. Damn it. Oh man. You guys can follow me at c80s underscore lol. Peace. Finish the podcast, Kate. You can find me at Red Shirt King, where I will remind everybody that there is a difference between what I predict and what the casinos will do. And you, and that's what this game is about. I play, don't hate the player, hate the game, Walter. I just, I just know how I to play the, the game. Player. The player is a scumbag. <laughs> I hate the player. Well, if you want to see more scumbaggy thoughts, definitely do uh, continue to check out this podcast, uh, YouTube.com. Just search for the Rough Drafts podcast. Again, that subscription really helps. Uh, SoundCloud.com slash esports rough drafts. Uh, iTunes, if you search up rough drafts under the podcast section there. All of these really help us out. Uh, we really appreciate you guys listening in. You know, these Guess the Lines podcasts, we're doing this specifically for you guys. This is not a funded series of episodes. Uh, we're doing this because we love guessing the lines. Uh, we're going to do our weekly pre- uh, preview slash review show for Slingshot Esports. Those will be airing on Tuesdays. Uh, but if you want Guess the Lines for every series of world action, we're going to be doing it. Uh, at the beginning of each day for the group stage, and then probably at the beginning of each week of games from the quarterfinals onwards. So please do keep in touch on all these things for that. And if at any point you want to enjoy us live tweeting all of these wonderful games, or just make sure that you're up to date with all of the podcast news, uh, at Rough Draft Spot on Twitter, uh, please do check that out. And uh, come back tomorrow where we will either have a really ecstatic, hyped Walter or just a, just get all sad together. Uh, either way, it's going to be fun for me. So until then, goodbye, Internet.